Have you ever just woken up and said, today I'm going to go run a marathon? Well, I did. And this is the story of running a spontaneous marathon on the track because I was bored. This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, welcome to COVID life. Um, This is not a show about the whole quarantine madness and all the crazy stuff happening around the world or in New York City. It's just what I've been up to during the downtime because I've had a lot of downtime. Basically, my job is that I work as a still life stylist prep, so I help on set in a photo studio here in the city working on still life shoots. But I'm also a freelance fashion model, so I have an agency that um, sends me on castings and shoots. But most of the time, I'm working as a still life prep. But um, so yeah, I bounce between studios on both sides of the camera, both working on the assisting other stylists or actually posing as a model. And both of those things have come to a complete standstill since the whole quarantine situation here in New York. Um, yeah, I remember leading up to it, people were talking about it on set those last weeks we could still work, mentioning how it looked like things were locking down, but we didn't think it was going to turn into this. No one thought it was going to turn into this, where there's just no way to work from home and there's no way to go to work. And so, yeah, there's just a lot of downtime. But I've stayed in touch with my modeling agency and um, people that I work with. And just, you know, stayed in the loop of what we're all doing to pass the time. But I've also made it kind of my full-time job trying to figure out the whole Department of Labor situation with unemployment. Because as a freelancer, that's been a whole mess of its own. It's like trying to figure out how to do all that stuff. But anyway, so that's a whole other story and I won't even get into it, but... I've had some time to myself to just think and I've gone on some really long walks and I have actually reconnected with a bunch of old friends and managed to, I don't know, just like get in touch with people that I hadn't talked to in a really long time. And that's been amazing. Like I, I can't be more grateful than I am when I think about the past few weeks of these long phone conversations with people I hadn't talked to in years. But now we're reconnecting and it's actually kind of amazing and it makes me feel really good. But also that said, my running for the past few weeks since track stopped meeting about five and a half weeks ago has been just on my own. I've just kind of done my own thing with no agenda because it was inevitable that the Brooklyn half that I was training for uh, was going to be canceled and it just was yesterday. So, you know, not having any kind of races on the agenda, not having any kind of track stuff to think about, I've literally just been lacing up my shoes, going and running and not having any kind of plan. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I love the treadmill and I cling to my safety, like like my little, uh, woodway treadmill at the gym that I belong to, which has been where I did most of my, um, volume for when I was training for a marathon last winter. But since the gym has been closed, that's been a whole other thing where I can't just go zone out and have a podcast on. I've had to learn how to run every single day outside, which, 
you know, I'm not against running outside, but it's just different for me because I like not having to look for cars or pedestrians or anybody in the way. I can just, you know, zone out. But no, I haven't had my gym and I've actually already FaceTimed the front desk at my gym. The guy who works there, he was like, how are you doing? And like checked in on me because I'm such a gym rat and like clearly very affected by that. But anyway, I digress. I want to get to the story of running this spontaneous marathon because it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing I did, but at the same time, I'm a Viking and this is the kind of stuff that we do. But anyway, so yesterday morning, I woke up and I was like, ugh, random Thursday. I didn't even know what day of the week it was. And I had already, um, done all I needed to do for my Department of Labor registration stuff, which literally every day, that's the first thing I do is log into the New York City Gov site and figure out like if I need to do another application or check my status or call or whatever I had to do. So all that stuff, there was nothing left for me to do. Um, Done with taxes, done with basically, like I didn't have any like lingering tasks that I had to do. So I kind of hung around in bed for a while. I've been sleeping in kind of late these days. And was like, you know what, today would be a good day to just go to the track and just see how long I can run. Maybe I can just do, you know, 13 miles or like I wasn't really necessarily thinking, okay, I'm going to do the full amount of mileage. But at the same time, just the day before I had done this weird thing where I signed up for this um, virtual racing thing that Orchard Street Runners puts on. And I've heard of Orchard Street Runners. They're like this underground, um, unsanctioned race organization where basically they like go to random places around New York City and they jump into these races and like make it so that people, I mean, they, sorry, I got distracted for a second. They organize these races and they tell people like, okay, go from point A to point B and like, I don't know, they time it. It's I'm not doing it justice because I've never done them before. I've just seen there's a big following for these unsanctioned underground races at random times. And I was like, you know what? I want a little taste of that because I personally have never done anything, any kind of race like that, any kind of unsanctioned random race. But this seemed like it was in my wheelhouse because what this global running challenge they were putting on is basically you choose your distance and they give you a bunch of distances to choose from and you register and then on your own wherever and whenever you want you go and run the distance as a time trial where you have your gps watch running and you have to do it um it goes by moving time so you can't like stop your watch halfway through you have to like do you have to just run the whole time or like if you're gonna walk or something like it's gonna count as your actual time so they basically just have you go do a time trial on your own for the distance that you chose and registered for. And then you send in your GPS data through Strava or Garmin. And then they post the results and the top finishers like win prize money or whatever. So I had seen just a couple days ago, I saw that there was a marathon that was included. And given how my running lately has not been very speed focused, I have not done any track workouts. I haven't done anything that's tested my speed. I was like, okay, this is a good distance for me because I'm a mileage girl. Like I can just run for freaking ever. I don't have any problem with that. I've always felt like I'm built for mileage and it takes a lot of effort for me to dial in on like really speed specific workouts. Like when we do 
20 by 200 meters of the track when I'm in, when it's like track time I'm dying like it's it's hard for me to rev it up and like maintain but it's really good for me it's what I need to be doing but at the same time so I have the advantage of just being able to dial into slow twitch usage and I can just run for I can lock into a pace and just run that pace for freaking ever so anyway um I saw that marathon was an option for this virtual racing thing on Orchard Street Runners and I registered which cost $20 which I don't have but I'm not like not really like I had it but it's just you know spending any kind of money right now just feels weird because I can't really work so I was like is this really necessary but then I was like yeah it's worth it it's gonna make me actually do it and it's fine. I'll figure it out. You know, it's kind of how I'm like flying by the seat of my pants during this entire COVID time because nobody know what's, knows what's going on. So I'm just kind of hoping for the best. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this will like, it'll inspire me to do something different with my day than I normally do. And if it means not buying an extra 10 bars of chocolate or something, that's okay. But whatever. More like five bars of chocolate. But we'll get to that later because I've been eating a lot of chocolate in quarantine. So anyway, um, I so I registered for that race, I think on Wednesday, it might have been Tuesday of this week. I think it was Wednesday, registered. And I was like, okay, my name's on the list. I'm going to do this. And then I woke up yesterday and I wasn't feeling particularly energized and I'm not like tapered. You know, I've just been running my normal like nine to 10 miles every day. I think I ran 13 miles on Sunday. So just earlier this week. Um, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. What am I going to do today? It's, there's just like nothing going on. So that's when I decided to just go try to run on the track as long as I could. And my first thought was like, well, the very worst case, I can just count it as a good long run, even if it's not like a full marathon um, that I record, I can just count it as a long run building towards that. Cause I could, the, the time limits for this virtual race are a month. So it's the month of April. So by April 30th, I haven't, I had to like run this race for myself. So I decided just, you know, do, I could just at the very least do a long run on the track. Cause that even that would be silly to do like 13 miles. But I, um, so yeah, I, I got to the track and I didn't bring like marathon stuff. Like, okay, first of all, I'm not wearing fancy shoes. I'm wearing the shoes that I run all my miles in, like nothing, no vapor flies or next percents or whatever. I'm just wearing my normal kick around shoes that probably have over a thousand miles on them. And I have my bandana on my face mask from attached to my um, hat. And I had my watch, obviously, that I did make sure was charged. I had a half a bottle of seltzer water that I stuck in my sports bra. So that was like my, my, all of my fuel, hydration, all that stuff was a half a bottle of seltzer water. I was like, okay, this is going to have to work. Um, and I had my fanny pack with my phone in it and, um, yeah, that was it. Just running clothes and that. So I kind of looked around, saw the track was, you know, there are people around, but you have like, you keep your distance. Like I saw some people practicing, um, they were doing like kicking in a ball around on the field, but it was like far enough apart that didn't feel, um, it wasn't breaking any kind of social distancing rules because they have a big sign there that says, keep this far apart that shows the six feet like a red tape thing and I was really trying to be cautious about that and if you actually look at my data you see me you see the lines on the track where I'm running there's one part where I kind of go a little off the edge I'm still on the track but like you see I'm kind of like dot you don't know this is why but I'm like dodging to make sure I'm not getting close to anybody 
But anyway, so yeah, I had all my stuff and I started my uh, run. And I just said, okay, just stay so chill. Because usually when I'm at the track, it's for a workout. I'm not usually running like easy mileage pace or recovery pace or whatever you call it on the track. I'm usually trying to like test myself like when I'm running with my team. So it's kind of funny to get on the track and be like, okay, like a 745 pace. This is going to be so chill. Because you feel, I don't know why, what it is, something about going that pace on the track or or slower, which I did go a little bit slower for that than that on the track. It just feels like f- funny because I'm just like used to being in like game mode of like I'm going to freaking charge when I'm on the track. So anyway, um, no, so I started off super chill and I noticed right away the water in the seltzer bottle um, was sloshing. It's like that sound of like slosh, slosh, slosh with every step. Because I don't usually run with a water bottle in my chest. I would never do that. I never run with water ever. And But I was like, I think I should probably bring this if I'm going to try to run for several hours. So that's the only reason I stuck it there randomly. But um, I said to myself, okay, like it's annoying, the sound, but just don't think about it. And then my concern was, well, what if the gases from the sloshing water starts to build up because it's sparkling water and the the cap busts off and hits me in the face. I literally am thinking this because I'm running and I'm thinking I'm like shaking it so much that what if the cap busts off in my face and then I have to go to the dentist and get another tooth fixed because I had 14 cavities last year and so all my teeth are really messed up and I'm like oh my god like everything's wrong but then I you know this is like stupid runner stuff you're just trying to distract yourself from the task at hand. So, you know, I just kept going, like logged miles. And I was looking down at my clips and I'm thinking like, yeah, this is slow, but it's, you know, if I can just keep all my miles in the 7.30 to 8 minute mile range, that was my only goal. I just wanted to be under three hours and 30 minutes. And like, I'd say after the first mile, I kind of knew, yeah, I could run a marathon. Like my legs were feeling fine. Like I was like, I'll just, why not? But I've been known to think that in the past, like even just a few weeks ago, I before there was like this global running challenge that I knew of and everything, I went and ran 24 and a half miles just feel bait. Like I woke up and was like, oh, I'm just going to go on a run. And I ran 24 and a half. And the only reason that wasn't a full marathon was because I tripped at the end of it. And given like how scary stuff is right now, tripping and falling is not like you're not, it's not a good time to trip and fall. So I didn't end up running a marathon that day, but that was way more haphazard than my makeshift planning yesterday. So anyway, cause at least this time I was on a track, I wasn't just out running on sidewalks, which is what I had done. And I'm, I don't know, I just, I'm not still not so used to running on sidewalks. So I get, it spooks me if I see cars and I just don't know if I should dodge. Or, you know, I don't, I'm not good at that. But anyway, so that's why the track was so appealing is because it's like safe because I'm like nobody's going to there's not going to be a car or a random person on the street that I'm going to have to move out of the way. Well, anyway, so I'm doing my run and at the 13 and a half minute, uh, 13 and a half mile mark. So halfway through a full marathon, I was like, OK, like I can either keep going or uh and just maintain this pace and then maybe I'll get to 20 miles and then at the 20 mile mark I'll make my final decision if I'm going to do this because you kind of if you go on that if you go that far then there's so I kept like throughout the whole time I just kept giving myself like okay well you know if I got this far then I can maybe go a little further so at the 13 mile mark I'll just go to the 20 mile mark and that'll be fun too because I thought even 20 miles on the track would be something cool to say and show <laughs> but so then um before I knew it I think I was on mile 18 
And it did start to feel a little bit hard. Even though my pace isn't fast, I'm still holding around like a 749. That was like my average pace, I think, for the first 20 miles. I was like, okay, I'll... um, I'll give myself a little break where like I didn't stop. I kept running, but I think I ran like I started to run like an 808 minute mile pace. So I gave myself a couple more miles that were a little bit above eight, which wasn't really my goal. But I said I need to like relax for a second. And I let myself slow down a little bit to take some sips of water. I finished that water bottle around like mile 22. And um, it's amazing. You can run a whole marathon with like I'm not recommending this, but as a case study, you can run a whole marathon without gels and goos and sports drinks and all that stuff. I'm not saying to do that because I'm sure people could pass out and stuff. But for me personally, my body can just take it. Like I did not feel like I was starving and dying and glycogen depleted. I didn't feel like I hit a wall. I just was like a little more thirsty uh, than usual. But I think I'm just used to enduring. So yeah, that stuff wasn't too crazy for me. Um, I felt pretty good about that. But so let's just say I got to, you know, it starts to get very monotonous. You're like, um, how many laps? Okay, great. Got it. Whatever. Um, I was mostly just going by my GPS uh, telling me what mile I'm on. And um, so, yeah, you know, I just like would play games with my mind. Like, okay, well, once I get to 22, it's only going to be 4.2 more miles. So that's not that bad of like once I get to 22 miles, it'll start to feel easy. Things like that. You just think in your head. I don't, I don't know why it works, but it does when you're running that much. So I got to so, something strange happened at mile 24 where I was already done with the water and it was getting oh the whole entire time I should mention it was it seemed like a nice day to do it, but it was really freaking windy and really cold. And for some reason, I was really chilly the entire time. And it's funny how the bandana actually kept my nose and mouth warm because Otherwise, I was really cold. And uh, so I'm on mile 24 and I'm feeling chilly. And I thought, gosh, if just the sun would come out for a little bit, I'd feel a little bit better. And I also started to think that some of the people that were sitting um, in the spectator area, kind of like around the track, people who were just sitting outside watching were thinking, this girl has been out here for a really long time. But I was looking at my watch and when I knew I was going to break 3.30, I felt like I was on to something. I'm like, okay, if I can just break 3.30, that's cool. Like that doesn't feel too junk mileage for my body because I just know certain paces for me, I lose my form and I start to just be sloppy. And I was like, it's not going to feel too junk mileage And if anything, it's just to show that I can just do this distance without any training or planning or anything. I can just, or like any marathon specific training. I can just do a marathon on a freaking track wow like that's something I just wanted to do for myself so yeah I did and when I got to mile 25 for some reason from mile 25 to 26.2 that felt like the longest mile of the entire thing and it's weird how you know from that last mile I remember when I did my only other marathon that I was timed last winter at CIM where I ran a 255 I broke three of my first marathon I ran a 641 pace for my first marathon with hills and with you know all the like anticipation and crazy training and stuff like this was clearly a lot slower was a half an hour slower but it was still like you know something and I felt like it's kind of cool to see what your where your like your starting point is is like okay well if I can do this with virtually no marathon specific training 
that's interesting for me to know. And maybe with a little, like, to know that that's your starting point. But anyway, or it's just meaning that some of the fitness that I had from last winter is still there in my legs. And even though I haven't really been doing like these crazy marathon training plans, it still kind of lives in your legs for a little bit. Or I'm just a freak and I just, running is something that I just am really like and I like to do all the time. But anyway, so uh, I finish, I finished the whole thing, the 26.2. I actually ran a little further. Like I wanted it to make sure, like for double sure, triple check that I was over 26.2. So I only stopped my watch after, I think it was like 15 seconds after it had said 26.2. I was like, I'm going to keep going because I want to make sure this definitely um, is accurate. And um, so I stopped my watch a little after the ending line and I didn't care that it gave me an extra whatever seconds because I was like, whatever, it's more about the the minutes for me. So like 325 was my time, but it was like 325, 30, but then with that added seconds on there, 325, 47 or something. But either way, um, I finished and I hobbled back home. I was like, whatever, um, kind of hungry. And I uploaded my GPS or my like, you know, plugged my watch into my computer and saw that it was all there and that I had done it. And I sent my um, results to Joe, who runs Orchard Street Runners, and he was like, wow, and he posted it. But like the, the thing for me is like, I think this was a really fun, cool thing to do, but by no means does it represent my potential as uh, an athlete, it just represents my mental stamina of I can do literally anything if I just put my mind to it. And if anything, I wasn't sore at all at all. I like today, the day after doing that, I ran nine miles for fun, just went on and ran nine miles when I woke up today because I don't, I don't know, I just can't, I can just run forever. And that's always what's something that I feel like I have that maybe other people don't. And I, because I love it so much, I think that I would be a good candidate for running an ultra marathon or trying to go after those kinds of distances, like longer than the marathon, because uh, I don't know, I just think I have a knack for it. So who really knows? But I'm trying to think if there's anything else to touch on. Oh yeah, so since all of this quarantine COVID stuff, I really let myself go with food. Like not that I'm restrictive or anything. If you know me and you know my story, you know I'm a plant-based athlete, but I'm also like, I eat very simple stuff. I love rice and beans and I love fruit and I like affordable stuff basically. That's my main thing. So rice, beans, tofu. That's like every single day you can count on me to eat rice, beans, tofu, or potatoes. That's like my go-to. But um, so I, during this entire um, thing, this entire lockdown, excuse me, there's something in my throat. um, I just have been eating whatever the hell I want. And even if that means a pack of these gluten-free Oreos that I literally eat the entire pack in one sitting. I'm like, when people don't, when someone says, oh, I eat a lot. I'm like, no, like I do i eat an entire pack of gluten-free oreos and some raw cookie dough and two bars of chocolate and a pot of rice and five potatoes and a block of tofu like i do that's like normal day for me i eat probably like 3500 calories a day minimum like no joke and so i eat a lot and i think because it's 
I think because it's very nutrient dense um, plant foods. Like when I say, obviously I eat all like the cookies and stuff, but I also eat spinach and I eat a lot of uh, carrots and stuff. I think that that has given me an advantage with like just eating a lot of nutritious food too. I don't really know what I'm getting at. I'm just saying that I eat a ton of food. And um, so maybe that's why I can just go run marathons without really thinking about it. Um, But yeah, so that's my makeshift weird explanation of running a spontaneous marathon on the track for fun during uh, quarantine. Uh, it was so fun and good and like, I don't know, I think it's more of the feedback I've gotten since I did it yesterday of just people saying, whoa, that was nuts, that I'm like, man, what if I actually like, like tried to push the speed a little bit faster? Like what if it had been like a 315, which I think I could have done or something. I don't know. But then again, maybe I wouldn't feel so good today and I wouldn't be running out today if, it, if I had gone a little harder. But since it was so good, I would consider doing another solo running challenge like this in the future. And this same organization is doing a 100 mile. It's the, they also have like the option to do the 100 mile distance, which I'm not against doing. I definitely would do that. I don't know if it's, I don't know if I would, I don't know how I would do with my watch. My, the only thing I'm worried about is if my watch would die. Um, so I've been looking into watches that last longer, but then again, I don't want to spend any money on anything like that. So if you're a running watch company that wants to sponsor me for my first 100 miler, I'm all ears, <laughs> but yeah, because it's basically, I just need a watch and I think it could just go blow a 100 miler. Not saying that it's so easy that I could do it, but I would at least want to try. I think I could, I think I could at least try. And if not a 50 miler, but who knows? Um, I just, I kind of want to, I feel like that ultra bug. But so since I've ever, always wanted a taste of that stuff, it's kind of a great time um, during this leg lockdown to just experience what that's like and just go run and have a a crazy time with it so that's my update for now um if you want to get in touch with me you can reach out to my instagram at lucy l-u-c-i-e the viking at lucy the viking on instagram and yeah you can find me there so until next time just be fast just win